0: Hey y'all, welcome to the Essential Oil Healthcare Radio Podcast. I am Frank Ritz, I'm a PA, and next to me is...
1: Jackie Ritz. I'm founder of the Paleo Mama blog. I'm a budding herbalist, almost done with my certification, and I'm also the author of Everyday Natural, which you can get on Amazon or Barnes & Noble.
0: So we're so excited that you have joined us. Today we're going to talk about the disruption of healthcare. Now this is a concept that might be new to you. Uh, and we want to just help unpackage it and help you understand what we mean when we're talking about disrupting healthcare. I feel like starting off with the discussion of healthcare, we want to make sure that we let out a quick caveat. By all means, we love, I mean, personally, I love the fact that we have a society where we can have a healthcare provider centered with us, partnering with us in order to be able to help our wellness to the degree that we can here in America. But the fact of the matter is, is that we have a issue with the rest of what we can be doing for our healthcare. And that's what we want to talk to you about today is we want to talk to you about how you can make positive choices in your lifestyle and you can have an opportunity to become the manager of your health. It can be for you too. So we want to talk about how there is hope out there for you. I wanted to start off if I could, honey. I wanted to talk about some of the top Leading causes of death, both worldwide as well as in America. How about we start with that? Go for it. So what then are the top 10 causes of death in the world? I pulled this information from the World Health Organization. This is data from 2016. So number one is heart disease. Number two is stroke. Three is what we call uh, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. Four is lower respiratory infections. Uh, Five is Alzheimer's. Uh, six or seven, excuse me, is diabetes. Six is lung cancers. And then eight is road injury. And then nine and 10 are diarrheal diseases and tuberculosis. What I find interesting about that data is that accidents or road injuries are actually number eight. And we'll see that there is a change to that in the U.S. data. The rest of the diseases, 90% of those top 10 diseases are preventable disease. Accidents, injuries are only 10% of that. So let's go ahead and look now at the U.S. data for those top 10 as well. Number one is heart disease. Then we follow that up with, boo, cancer. I don't like cancer whatsoever. Number three is chronic lower respiratory disease. Number four are accidents. Five is stroke. Six is Alzheimer's disease. Seven is diabetes. Number eight is influenza and pneumonia, nine is kidney disease, and number 10 that we're going to take some time to talk about is suicide. What I find interesting is that accidents jumps from number eight to number four in America. So as you can see, the reason why accidents ends up being number four is because we do more with our society. There is not as much Driving, if you will, outside of the United States, the way that people commute. There's a lot different ways of getting around. You know, there's trains and there's subways and all that kind of stuff. And
1: there's walking. And people walk,
0: yeah. So so we have a lot of different accidents that can happen. There's occupational hazards. Mm -hmm. There's different things. with Because of a particular job that you have, you might actually have more risk. But number four is accidents in the United States. Stroke is number five. Dementia or Alzheimer's disease is actually number six, number seven is uh, diabetes, number eight is uh, the flu or or having pneumonia, number nine is kidney disease, but then I really wanted to park it here a little bit on number 10. 10 is suicide. So as you can see, When we look at the top 10 globally, and then we look at the top 10 in the United States, suicide is not even in the top 10 globally. Now, I didn't necessarily dive in to find out exactly where it is. I would assume that it's got to be in at least top 25 around the world, but it is not in the top 10. And so that's why I really wanted to stop and pause right here. And let's really talk about mental health in America.
1: Well, I guess if you take a look at suicide, um, a lot of that behavior stems from mental illness and mood disorders. And so um, I want to kind of address that a little bit with you guys. So a lot of you know that I lost my sister to suicide. So this is actually a really, really, really important topic um, that we are talking about with you. Frank's lost soldiers to suicide. So this is super important. And Frank shared some great statistics with you, but I don't think we need any statistics to really talk to you about how these um, mood disorders and mental illnesses are just running rampant in America and across the world. Um, they're all around us. All you got to do is open up your Facebook. Read the news. You're going to find stories of you know mass shootings and kidnappings and crimes and senseless deaths. And while the causes of these mental illnesses are very different. Um, I believe that these, you know, what we, I'm going to call epidemics of the mind, they're due to different things going on in our culture, cultural illnesses. And so as humans, when we start to feel alone and helpless, that's where symptoms And depression and anxiety are a natural consequence from these uh, deeply unmet emotional needs that we have. And so, for the first time in history, thanks to the internet and social media, we have instant access all day long to these kinds of stories of human cruelty across the globe the wars, these shootings, these rapes, these kidnappings, race-based violence. It's all in front of us all day long. And this isn't new. Humans have a really long history. I mean, all you got to do is open your history book. We have a long history of these uh, different trespasses against each other. But in the past, these stories was very limited. They weren't as graphic. We didn't have a phone to pick up and record when something terrible was happening. You know, we didn't have it before us all the time. And so we are seeing these horrific and terrible things, these images, these excruciating stories and um, tales on the daily. And so we are becoming very anxious We are now distrust, uh, not trusting each other. And this has become a natural extension of living in a world that now, as it appears to all of us, it's gone insane. insane. We've gone mad.
0: And so I I want to just sort of reemphasize all of that power that Jackie just explained in the sense that, you know, we have a choice in that as well and you know as a person who has struggled with you know mental concerns of my own um i want to let you know that there's hope that you absolutely can do something positive for yourself and you can make change and that you don't need to become a cog in the wheel or excuse me a cog in the the wheel of the society we have to break free from this everybody is an individual everybody has a choice and we really want you to understand that you can do this and so We really want to uncover this whole concept of lifestyle. You know, as a PA, I noticed that, you know, there is this stigma with mental health. And that's because we're still scared to talk about it. And that's why we're on here talking about it now is because we want everybody to talk about it. We need to help each other understand that at the root of it all, at the fact that we are all human beings, we want a sense of community. It is Unbelievable how we are in a state of the world now that we are so technologically connected, yet I don't know, have we ever been as societally disrupted as we You're are now. Alone. And people feel alone. And people feel like as if they don't stuck. have hope.
1: We are chronically stuck.
0: And so what I'm saying to you guys is that physical health, mental health, spiritual health is super important. We are mind, body, and spirit. And so often I would have... What is called a comorbidity, meaning that somebody would come in and yes, they have like back pain all the time. Right. But when you tack on, you know, maybe a death in the family or some other depressive situation, then their back pain would in fact get worse. And so it's super important to make sure that we're having this whole body experience in this holistic approach toward our health and so i say it again i love the fact that we now have the society that we do to be able to help us out with a lot of the illnesses that are there but the fact of the matter is is that every single day we need to be making the choices in order to be able to help our own mental health
1: and by addressing the root causes of what our health issues are you know the thing with healthcare today is that you know especially if you know i'm talking about mental illness Mental health. Uh, the, when we go to the doctor, when we go talk to somebody, we're going to start addressing the symptoms, which are depression and anxiety and insomnia and rest, you know stress issues. That's what's addressed. But the root issue is what we were talking about earlier. It's taking a step back from certain things and certain people on social media, if you need to, not having that be before you every single moment of the day. You know, because that is wreaking havoc on your health, whether you realize it or not.
0: We like to call that, um, when when, when I was practicing medicine, we like to call that a la carte medicine, meaning that somebody comes in, X, Y, Z symptoms, we give them X, Y, Z treatment. And don't get me wrong, that's effective by and far. But the fact of the matter is, is I feel like, once again, we're only getting the tip of the iceberg. There is a whole human being there that we need to address. And so... A lot of this root cause symptomatology, or excuse me, I should say this, root causes can address multiple things. And so if we improve the health of this root cause, by goodness, we will actually see so many amends to our wellness overall. We could be mm-hmm. addressing, we could be addressing, you know, four or five different things and being able to help four or five different things because we're having this whole person approach.
1: And so how does essential oils plan to that? Well, When you start making lifestyle changes, this is where you, this is the heart of holistic therapy and the essential oils are a tonic. A tonic is something that supports you day-to-day, safe to be taken every single day. It's not something you take when you're not feeling well or when you're under the weather or when you've got something terrible going on. You take essential oils and it becomes part of your holistic protocol on a day-to-day basis. You know, something I struggle with is focus and attention. So I use Intune rosemary. I diffuse rosemary every single day while I'm working and peppermint. And I use that on a day-to-day basis to help support, to help support my focus when I need to be focused.
0: Or to improve our health. And that's how essential oils can totally play into that. So I'll leave you with just to really discuss what we are kind of like trying to hash out here when we're talking about disruption of healthcare. Well, we Want you to understand that eighty percent. This is actually something that I just recently came into contact with. Is that we were in a room uh, at a conference where we were talking to people who were just getting started in healthcare, with whatever profession that they are, all the way up to these seasoned surgeons who had been practicing medicine for thirty years. And at the baseline concept, the foundational concept that we were there to discuss was how people eat and how nutrition plays a vital. Crucial role in your health. And it was very encouraging and very worthwhile to be attending this conference. One particular takeaway that I had received during that conference was this concept of like, like talking about preventable healthcare and how much it cost America. Well, let me hit you with the same statistic. It is seen that 80% of Americans, 80% of whether it be going off of 300 million or 350 million, 80% of us, though, have a long term condition that is considered preventable. With that also being said, that cost, healthcare cost of those is in excess of $2 trillion a Mm. year. So we're spending a lot of money. On things that we could be spending money on earlier on by making healthier choices. Mm -hmm. And that's what we really want people to take away from this message or from this podcast today is that you can be making choices today. I can't sit there and make a better analogy than talking about it with like finances. If you want to make money... It's not a matter of investing 10 years from now when you have more money to invest. You invest what you have right now. And you have the tools and you have the experience. And we're going to help you to understand how to make better choices today in order to be able to have a better investment for your future health.
1: Just a little perspective. I've actually had people tell me, and these people are the ones who are in debt to hospitals and in debt to their doctor's office, thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars in debt. Tell me that essential oils are too expensive or that eating a good healthy diet is too expensive or buying real food is too expensive. And so let that sink in because priorities play a big part into this. And so you might spend a little bit more now we buy mostly organic and raise our own food. Our food bill is not over six hundred a month, right, honey?
0: Something like that, you know, but we also know ways to cut corners on that too to get really exactly. healthy food without having to buy organic and we'll talk about that stuff later too
1: so it's all about perspective, it's all about priorities, and so um, yeah, go ahead.
0: I think that I think that by making sure that you take in consideration these choices, it becomes like a habit, right so like one thing that i've learned is that we are creatures of habit, and I think that you would agree with me on that, and so what we want to do is we want to take we cannot remove a habit uh, this is something I just Actually, over the past month, I finally discovered this, is that we don't necessarily remove bad habits. We just need to remove those habits by replacing them with good ones. We are still creatures of habit, and we still are going to have habits. But the fact of the matter is, is that what we can do is we can actually improve on those bad habits rather than worrying about I have to remove this bad habit. Like I spit or something like that, right? Like I want to stop spitting. This was like <laughs> something that I remember talking about when I was a teenager. I want to stop spitting. That so what I had to do
1: as a teenager, was stop spitting. Oh, uh, I wish life was that easy. Now. And
0: so I wanted to stop spitting. Well, I found out that it was just the habit of spitting was the bad habit that I wanted to remove. But guess what? I replaced it with. I started chewing gum. Huh. And so my bad habit of spitting stopped. Um, and so that's what we have to have the mentality. And we want to replace those bad habits with good ones rather than worrying about just simply removing the bad habit. Because you might replace a bad habit with a bad habit. And so look at the bad habits that you may have in your life and think about how can I change those bad habits into good. So
1: we're going to give you five healthy habits, action steps that you can use um, today. You can start using these right now, okay?
0: Action step number one, love yourself.
1: Absolutely. Love
0: yourself because you know what? Somebody loves you. And so we want you to know that you are lovable. And so wake up every day with the understanding. And even if you have to do a spiritual affirmation, uh, an affirmation of any sort, do it to let yourself know that you are worthy and you are loved. Action step number two, we want you to eat better. You have got to eat better. Our diets are sad. And when I say they're sad, it's the standard American diet. It is not a very good diet. And we'll discover that more and more as we go along with this podcast. But you need to be eating better. And, it, and, and we'll uncover that. And like I said, we'll unpackage that to make sure that you understand exactly what we're talking about.
1: Yeah. So if it grows in the ground and if it can walk the earth, then eat it. Um, that's pretty much God created this earth. With our perfect foods before us, you know, and so healthy diets are going to support your body. They're going to support your systems of the body and there's specific nutrients that are in the foods that we were given that are going to help to alleviate symptoms that you're feeling if you're feeling anxiety or depressed. There's vitamins like in omega, you know, 3s that you absolutely need are so essential for you and you find those in, you know, eating fish and walnuts and you know different pasture raised meats and eggs. Vitamin D, so important in fact Frank just found out he was deficient in it, which was shocking <laughs> because we just came off of summer. You know, so you need to discover these things about yourself so that you know what you need to be putting in your body. And so vitamin D comes from the sunlight. It comes from uh, even cow's milk and eggs has vitamin D. What else?
0: That's why I say, by the way, if I could tail end that and we'll turn that frown upside down like Jackie loves to tell you about what might be going on (laughs) in my health. But the funny thing is, is <laughs> He'll that... He'll do it to me, too. No, so we, but here's the thing, is that, like, you know, we divulge that information because there still is, like I said before, there's a healthcare provider in my life. Mm-hmm. And you need somebody to be able to pull these labs or pull these um tests that you need so you can make these choices. It's called having a well-informed choice. So how do you not know what to help your body out with if you really don't know. Mm-hmm. And so these basic labs and these basic tests that you do, I recommend those for everybody. You need to know where you're at so you can make those better choices. Uh, we're on number three. so So healthy goal number three is to help with getting good movement. It is recommended by many physicians all over the country that you get at least 150 hours of exercise or movement a day. And that can be very simple. You said simple.
1: 150 hours a day.
0: I'm sorry. I meant 150 hours a week. Okay. <laughs> and so, thank you for the correction. And so, 150 hours a week of getting out and moving. Now, excuse me. You don't even have to get out. Move around your house. Clean your house for yep. briskly for 20 minutes. Garden. Garden. Uh, go on walks with the kids. Go on walks by yourself. That'll help decompress and help alleviate maybe some stress that happened throughout the day. Get just just whatever works for you. Get out and do it. Get that heart rate elevated and be able to functionally move the way we need to Mm -hmm. because it's going to definitely have positive benefits in your health. Number four.
1: Healthy habit number four, get a restful night's sleep. Okay, if you are sleeping five hours a night, you are not getting enough sleep. If
0: you're sleeping 10 hours a night.
1: You're getting too much sleep. The
0: question is, though, is what type of sleep also are you getting? And we'll talk about that as well. But, yes, get healthy sleep.
1: Get healthy sleep. And so this is eight hours Seven to eight hours of sleep every single night. And so some of you say, I can't do this. I've tried it. I'm waking up. Okay, there's essential oils for that. Um, And that is where you create your own essential oil protocol. So let's say I want to give you a a real life example of me. I'm not just going to throw Frank under the bus here. I was waking up, what,
0: 20 times.
1: times a night? You were like
0: a newborn baby.
1: 20 times a night. 20 times a night about a month and a half ago. And I made some changes to my health. Here's what I did. Because a lot of you are like, amen, I wake up that many times. I started using my oils. (laughs) Go figure. So it's really easy to preach oils, teach oils, give oils, and you forget to take care of yourself. So I created my own holistic protocol with using essential oils at night. I now turn my diffuser on. It's right next to my bed. At night, I now apply vetiver and serenity to me. At night, I stopped. I stopped watching TV. And if there was a show I wanted to watch, I now put my blue blocker glasses on, um, and these block the blue light from your uh, computer or your smartphone. And that, what that does, it messes up your sleep rhythm. And so if you're going to watch Netflix or Hulu at night, then get some $10 Blue Blockers off of Amazon, and that way you're going to get a better restful night's sleep, if you have to. But I really recommend reading um, about an hour before you go to bed.
0: And that couples in with sort of like what I also want to talk about with action step number four, which is reducing your stress. And when I'm, no, no, I'm a- five. Well, reducing your stress number five is talking about detoxifying
1: oh so f- so stress number is
0: with so us. yeah so sl- stress and sleep because of the two s's okay but the, but i don 't know about you, but I absolutely if i don 't get a refreshing night of sleep, I wake up grumpy and when I wake up grumpy, I might choose to be. I might choose to be more negative throughout the day, and I really don't want to do that. So mm-hmm. I want to make sure I wake up happy, refreshed, and have the positive mindset. And so it's super important that you get good sleep to help battle your uh, your tendencies to want to be stressed out. The last thing and step number five as I just said, was detoxifying your life. Mm-hmm. And when I look at detoxification, I don't want to look at it just as a physical detoxification. It might need to be a social detoxification. It may need to be a mental detoxification. It might need to be a physical detoxification as well. Mm-hmm. But you need to detoxify your life. You need to you need to be aware of the different environmental concerns that are out there that actually cause certain things like radiation or come into contact with different things that we use to eat or things that we do eat and what those toxins might be in that. And then we also want to make sure that we detoxify our home as well. And so one of the things that I urge you to do is if you feel like you need some sort of like a social detoxification, I love the unfollow button on Facebook.
1: I love the delete button.
0: The reason why <laughs> the unfriend. The, the, the reason why I like unfollow is because if I might be a real life friend of yours, I want to make sure that we stay real life friends, but I don't want that negative stuff in my newsfeed. Mm. And so I love the unfollow button. It's been a very powerful button. So it's for me. passive aggressive. It's well, no, it's aggressive aggressive because I don't want that stuff in my newsfeed because I don't want that to influence how I feel. Mm. And so that's what you know. You're coming around full circle about what you were talking about. Yep. How it's like at our fingertips now. Oh, and so okay. that unfollow button was a very very useful tool for me.
1: You need to detox your relationships. Yep. So you your people who are speaking negativity into your life constantly over and over we know that pessimism and negativity they're infectious but opposed to that optimistic people are inspiration.
0: by the way guys i love that word i love infectious
1: it's a word i love
0: it like i said miriam miriam webster needs to add that infectious hey, Will, it's is, affect and infectious so it's affectuous. okay i love it i love that word
1: so anyways, make a point to spend more time with people who have a positive outlook of life. Make a point to follow people on Facebook and Instagram who are inspirational, motivational, who see life's, you know, troubles and tribulations as lessons. You know, they turn them around and make it for the better. These are the people that you want to be around and these are the people that you want to commit to follow and you want to detox from the other kind of
0: people. And everybody said, amen. Amen. So, um, I hope that you, uh, found some great value in this podcast i uh, I really urge you to uh, mash on that subscribe button and then I also wanted to do a cheesy plug if I could, but a lot of these concepts we're going to further develop on my channel which is known as Unconventional Wellness Radio. We're going to really dive into- Oh, so this is my channel? What we talked about. Yeah, it's our channel. Oh. Everything is ours. <laughs> and so we're going to dive into this and we're going to talk about- you know, the, the action steps. And we're really going to get into helping you understand these action steps. We really want to let you know, uh, it is phenomenal, uh, that doTERRA themselves are looking to disrupt healthcare. They have launched, uh, some clinics, uh, that are coming, uh, that matter of fact, one's coming to Nashville, not Asheville where we're from, but wow. Nashville. Uh, and 200 people have already enrolled in that clinic.
1: So and these going to be something are, awesome. These healthcare clinics are membership-based, so you pay a monthly fee. Single people are 99. Families are about 150 per month, and everything is taken care of. So this is an integrative clinic where not only do they offer holistic therapies, essential oils, you know, aromatherapy, but also conventional methods when you need them. So when you need to have surgeries, when you need to have shots, those sort of things, it's an integrative clinic that offers both.
0: And so, uh, and so we say all that because we think it's a really great thing that doTERRA is doing. We also want you to understand that you need to be doing all the holistic approach stuff that you can be doing to improve your health. So, like I said, catch us on, catch our podcast on Stitcher, catch it on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. We're on all those methods. We love you guys. We cannot wait. Oh, before I go, I wanted to talk to you once again, really quick, or not once again, excuse me, but I wanted to let you know about what we got going on in October. We're going to be bringing some great things on this channel. We're going to be doing uh, a DIY spooktacular event. It's going to be on the 29th of October, where we're going to talk about... Uh, Tonics and potions and and elixirs. Remedies. And all those sorts of things. We're going to talk about gut health. We're going to talk about uh, emotional, or excuse me, hormonal support. Hormonal support. We're going to talk about sustainability and why do we source these oils the way they that we source them and we're just going to really bring you a lot of really great content so please stay tuned to us all throughout the month of october we're going to come at you two sometimes probably three times a week with brand new podcasts so like i said mash that subscribe button and like us give us ratings we love ratings um that way we know that we are on point and on target with bringing you really good content so until then folks We love you guys, and we cannot wait to see you on the next podcast.
1: Bye, everyone.